This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. I'm Todd Berry. My guest today, my guest, (laughs) musician, comedian, author, other stuff we'll find out about. Dave Hill, everyone. Yeah. You hear that? Did you hear him say yeah? That was Dave Hill. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming over my apartment. Uh, Is it raining out there? It's starting to drizzle a little bit. Uh, I really like what you... I was here when you moved in. And you like what I haven't done with the place? <laughs> There's a couple changes. I mean, yeah, we're in my apartment, by the way. So I expect to hear sirens. Yeah. You dump live, trucks. You live right in the heart of it. I live right in the heart of it. I live in where the action is. You do. So the last time I saw you, I was sending out one of my random what are you up to texts. With yeah. five exclamation points at the end. Yeah. I and like you that. said, oh, I'm going to this band, to see this band Ghost. Oh, yeah. And you, I think you described them as like a Swedish pop band. Did I? I think you did, unless I misunderstood you. And I, I was think. like, oh, I'm going to go see. This is going to be like an ABBA. It's going to be a real pleasant, like an ABBA concert or something. And they were, I liked them though, but they yeah. were not, they certainly weren't. I wouldn't call them a pop band. No. I mean, I kind of think of them as a pop band, but I guess they're more of a metal hard rock band yeah they were a loud metal band with loud metal fans yeah they're really good though they were good and they play in masks yeah and um yeah it was a good show but that, I mean I remember the balcony they were Wait. so loud like the balcony I was like oh this building could conceivably collapse you thought it was that loud yeah I'm also kind of a oh wow I know I you don't it was that loud remember I gave you earplugs though yeah I was psyched yeah. So you're I, saying on one hand it wasn't that loud, yet when I whipped out an extra pair of earplugs I was clean, happy to have them. you were happy to have them because you were stuffing tissues in your ear. Yeah. And I was like, hey, guess who stopped at Walgreens? You before stopped I came on, on the way over. On the way over to oh, buy. Wow, you knew because I didn't know that I was going to go see a loud rock concert. Rock concert. Yeah, they were rocking. And uh, we were in the VIP section. We were in the VIP That's section. Pretty sweet. Man, there were so many celebrities there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was just me. Um, I know you got recognized on the way out. That was I did cool. by uh, me and Ghost share some fans. Yeah. <laughs> Where have you been since then? Because you disappear a lot. I do. I've been all over. Let's hear then. about. I like to talk about travel a lot. So yeah. Let's talk about this. Let me think. I think the day after that concert, I went to London for a week. You go to London a lot, right? I do. Yeah. I love London. It's nice. I mean, except for the rain. Yeah. But New York's terrible weather also. Yeah, but it's pretty bad. It's worse than London. London's like Cleveland weather. Really? But with more... I've never known Cleveland... I didn't know Cleveland had a weather. Yeah. I mean, I knew they had weather. Like, I didn't know London. there was... What? You know how it gets overcast? Like today, it's overcast and a little drizzly. Yeah. It's like that most days. Is it going to lightning out today? I wouldn't put it past the, Oh, the God, you know system. I don't like lightning. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Now I can't do this interview. So what did you do in London? I shot a, a series about the royal baby that's now on Funny or Die. The really? The website, yeah. Who brought you over there? This producer, Rebecca O'Malley, she wanted to do it. She had seen this stuff I did on the Olympics for BBC America and then was like, let's do it. How long were you there? A week, I say. Oh, man. Yeah. How was the hotel? It was nice. I stayed at the Duke's Hotel, which was a very nice boutique hotel. Usually I don't... A lot of people think, you know, that because I'm, you know, a celebrity, <laughs> that I always stay in really nice hotels, but it's not the case. I'm more of a man of the people. I don't really care. Have you ever stayed in a flat over there? Yeah, I usually get an apartment. Last time I was there, I stayed in a flat that was really convenient to the theater I was working at. The Soho? Yeah. They put you in a, in a flat, right? They did. And it's just, when you get used to 
traveling and even staying in just like a courtyard by Marriott. Yeah. And then you just go to a, a flat where, oh. there's a, where there's a clothesline. You know, they yeah. had a clothesline that basically was from the foyer, the hallway, one end of the hallway that when you walked in to like the front door. So you walked into a clothesline full of hanging clothes. Is it permanent? Was uh, he living there? No, I mean, you get, it, was a def- it was a portable. No, no, no. I had the whole place myself. It was your clothes, though. It was my clothes if I chose to wash them in one of their terrible washing machines. Yeah, they're pretty much in the 1940s over there. So there was a little of that, and there was a little of like, uh, I just, yeah, I just don't want a clothesline. No. You want to be away from I want 15 towels that I use somehow in one day. <laughs> And then when I wake up, I leave, I go get coffee, I come back, and there's another 15 yeah, beautiful brand new, brand new towels. That is nice. But yeah, accommodations are a little, uh, a little rough over there. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, the toilets there, they are pretty accepting. I, don't, I think they have not updated the plumbing since the 40s, maybe. Yeah, there's, if we- that. there's weird toilets over there. I stayed at a friend's house uh, over there, and, and there was... Uh, the toilet, it's, you know, with the tank hangs high on the wall. Uh-huh. And then Proudly. Proudly, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't really flush the things that you that, that you want to get flushed. And he had this girl staying at his house also. And I couldn't get the toilet to work for several days. And I ca- he was over here. He lives in New York, but he has this house over there. So I was texting him like... There's a sit- real situation going on in the bathroom off the kitchen, and you gotta help me. You couldn't get the toilet to flush for like three days. It just stopped working, and so I was going to. I don't want to know the details of this. Well, there's but like I a, sort of do. I was going to this restaurant down the street, and I would sort of really work things out when I was there because I didn't want to bring it up with this girl that was living there. I was hoping that I could solve the problem. Right, without saying, hey, hey, imagine your bathroom after three days. Of not being- <laughs> <laughs> it's your bathroom. I'm in it. But she had another. She had her own bathroom, but I thought, like, who knows? Maybe she just heads into the one off the kitchen. Who wouldn't, you know? But um, but then, um, then on the last day as I was leaving, I was like, I'm going to give this one more shot. And it flushed fine. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just workshopping that story. Well, I don't but. understand. No, I just don't understand how suddenly the toilet worked. I don't know. Because then you must have been mad at yourself, like, what did I do this time that I could I have think done? I maybe just pulled the chain. You finessed it a little bit. Yeah, with confidence. Yeah, when I was there, the guy, the landlord, who was very nice at the flat, also, I think he somehow saw that I left without shutting the lights out. Oh, really? Like, if you do that at a hotel, it's not like the hotel manager goes, Hey, we really wish we'd shut the lights out. He's like, Oh, you got, you got to uh, shut the lights out. You wouldn't do that at home, would you? <laughs> I sort of got scolded. And I was like, I couldn't argue with him. But I also don't want to be scolded. No. Why'd you leave the lights on, though? Whoa, whose side are you on? No. Because I, mean- I was being lazy. Or sometimes I think I still have that leave a light on when you leave kind of mentality yeah, that was I taught to me because you know that. all the lives that that saves but yeah I do that when I come when I go out and I know I'm going to come home and it's dark I leave the light on but isn't the idea of that so like so burglars who are casing your place yeah that's my thing see that one bulb on and yeah or like man. I'll see my assailant when I walk in the apartment yeah it's just nice to so you're in London I was in London for a week and then where else have I been I went to New Orleans what'd you do in New Orleans um, went and saw a couple friends down there, and then I partied super hard with, uh, I'm making this, uh, web series, uh-huh. webs, you know, for adultswim.com with, uh, Phil Anselmo from Pantera and Down. You know oh, you told me that. Yeah. So I went to hang out with him a little bit. In his house? At a barbecue. Yeah. Nice house? It's gorgeous. Yeah. I'd love to see a rock star's house. I went to two rock stars' houses. Who else? My friend, Sean, my friends, Chris and Sean. My friend Chris is married to Sean, who was in the band White Zombie. Ah, oh, see, so, I feel like people like that have must have crazy houses. They both have. Well, they both have crazy, very nice houses. Like Sting probably has a really refined, nice house. Well, but I, someone in White Zombie probably has a little more interesting stuff on the wall. Her, well, the house is very refined, but you're right about that. They have. I don't it mean was that like, as an insult. No, no, no. But yeah, there was. It was. It was. Um, both houses had full, like full size coffins. 
Yeah, that's but, that's kind of what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's kind of what you're getting at. <laughs> right, I, I bet Sting. But, but in a very like t- in a very tasteful way, like where you're like, oh, I could see that. That's funny though. That it's like that that's become sort of a hack thing to have. Like, oh, oh a coffin in your why house. You, now you're making it sound bad. It's not hacky. Well, why would oh. just to have a not your thing, but just to have. Hacky to have a coffin in your house. But they, it didn't look hacky. It looked nice. Like, you'd think there'd be, like, one dude who thought of doing that. Well, but when you're like, con- when you have, I like, oh, I have it, a coffin in my house, and so does my friend. Well, it really pulls the room together. <laughs> does it? <laughs> and there's storage galore. Yeah, yeah, you can put stuff in them. Okay. I'm uh, sorry. I didn't mean to insult the coffins. I like the coffins. I mean, I, I'm jealous. I don't know. They were old timey, like, you know, coffins. They weren't, like, a brand new coffin. So, where, what do they do? Where's the coffin, like, in their house? Like, is it. One, uh, I think in the dining room in both cases. I think. <laughs> so it's just sitting there and there's a coffin? Like, is there stuff in it? I don't know. Is there where they keep, like, napkins and forks and I stuff? I imagine you'd put stuff in it. <laughs> that would be funny if you came over for dinner and she lifts a coffin. Okay, let me just hear this where I keep the plates and the silverware. Yeah. All right. That would be nice. I changed my opinion. I'm buying a coffin. You should think about it. I mean, you've got to get some stuff. Are they going to get mad like I insulted them? I wasn't really insulted. I mean, I think if they heard it, they would be insulted. I just felt like the novelty of the coffin would wear off. I'm just trying to clear my... No, you didn't say anything wrong. I didn't say anything wrong. (laughs) No. I want to go to their houses, and I want to see the coffins. I'm a great guy. Yeah. I'm too self-conscious to do this podcast, I think. No, yeah. I say one little minor, edgy thing, and I just... Well, I think it's nice. I think it's... it shows you to be the nice I have a heart. you are. You I have, have a heart. heart. Todd, that's what I always say about you. So you Todd went Barry to... has a heart. So you went to New Orleans. I was down there. How many days? Not long. Did you stay off of that, uh, that terrible street? Oh, Bourbon Street? Yeah. I stayed right on Bourbon Street. Did you really? No. <laughs> no, I stayed at that's my like friend's house. the most unbelievably bad street I've ever been on in my life. It is. Like, I feel bad. There must be people go there and go, oh, this... I don't like this city. And then yeah. you just have to go, no, walk a few blocks away and you'll be fine. Well, yeah, it would be like there's, I mean, think about like New York. There's probably so many people that they come to New York and they're in, in Midtown, Times Square, right. and they're like, oh my God, right. I don't know how people live here. Instead of my cool neighborhood. Yeah. Like all, the, all they, the museums. They, yeah. <laughs> all the great cafes and museums yeah. and, 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 and single origin coffee. Oh, I love that. Did I you, uh. Got some of that on the way over. Did you, uh, do a show in New Orleans? No. I'm, I think I'm going to, though. Was that a venue? That Which was venue? Like, There's a couple of good ones there. You know what? There's the New Movement Theater. It wasn't that. There's God, the One-Eyed Jacks. That's where I went. Yeah, that's good, too. That's where I was. I saw Leaf Fields there. And while I was there, my friend Chris was talking to the owner and was like, Hey, you should have Dave come here and do a show. And I was like, that would be fun. Who is Lee Fields? He's this guy. He's like an old... R&B soul guy. I, I I don't know his story, really, because he had... You know, he's this old black dude, and then his band is a bunch of, like, young hipster white dudes who all play very well, and then the whole audience is pretty much hipster white folks, um, which I think is his fan base, as I understand. So it's people who have, like... 99% of their record collection is exactly who you think it would be and then they have this Lee right. Fields guy as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm really into a lot of kinds of music. I like uh, all, but he was all great. indie music and Lee Fields. He was great. What did you say? All hippie music? All indie music. And, indie. And, yeah. And, no, he was great though and One Eye Jacks was fun and I had a really nice time. Oh, Woody Harrelson was there. Really? Yeah. I've been on Letterman with him twice. Really? Yeah. Not to make about me, but yeah, never met You've him. You've been though. on Letterman twice with, with Woody. Woody. I believe I have with twice with Woody Harrelson, you or maybe once. You didn't. You never like walked up and I was like, I just, hey. you know, he didn't like come around looking for me. I walked by him. Agreement. I just didn't. I don't know. Well, God, for guys like that, being on Letterman's like, it's just yeah. He had like a wrinkled shirt. Errands. Like yeah, I hate. That, I felt though. that. I felt that when he was there. Like, and I, I you know, it's great if he's that he's that big. But I did feel like he zipped in. Had the shirt on. He was gonna. He was wearing that day. I, you know, flip flops. I hate that. I, I hate that. Like when, uh, like Bruce Willis comes on Letterman in a baseball hat and a t-shirt and jeans. Like, like as right. if it's just he's running errands. Right. And I just stop in. I just had my car washed. Now I'm gonna go be on the lead guest on David Letterman show. Like what happened to show business? I know. What happened to me? Clean yourself up. Who bought a suit at J Crew for like seven hundred dollars? 
Wait, the, the one that I was with you? Oh, you were with me when I bought a yeah. suit. That's right. I hope you picked that out. It might not have been seven hundred. I'm saying that that it was yeah. a it was a very nice suit. Yeah, well, I think it was less than that. Well, it's right. Yeah. But I know you can spend thousands on a suit. Sure, you can. But I don't think you have to. Which I, I don't spend that much, and I look I look really great. You do. How many how many suits do you own? Probably like twenty. Maybe twenty. Maybe. How often? I always wonder, like, how often do you clean a suit? I think you just know. You know? <laughs> See, I feel like I would be like getting them dry cleaned every three days if I wore suits all the time. And no. then I feel like that's not good for the suit. It's not good for the suit. And then, but I think you know. You sort of gauge like what about have I'm up to? Have I been at a wedding on Long Island uh, for three days? Is that something that would dirty it or? Or I mean, just like you know. Can't believe you're talking about Long Island that way. No, I mean like I'm. I'm just you know. I don't know, smoke and drinks and so you hug, people suits? hugging up on you. I think probably in that ballpark. Are you good about, do you know about sizing and fits and all that? Stuff? Yeah. Because I have like 30 identical jackets that I bought at thrift stores. Mm-hmm. Someday, not today, I should just go one by one and go, does this fit? Does this I'll, fit? I'll do it right now. Does this fit? And then you I wonder if we like could, I wonder if we could do this and have people imagine. <laughs> like, wow, I didn't think that would work on a podcast. But just imagining Todd trying on 20 different $8 coats <laughs> that all look the same and he should just get rid of 90% of them. Well, I can, help, I can help with that. Really? That's the key. Is like a lot of people, I think especially going back to London, I think the average dude in London dresses much better. I like the way they those suits over there. That I don't know, it's the look, the cut. They're cut better. I mean, like here, like the average guy in a suit is wearing a suit that doesn't fit. I see sometimes, like I'm not an expert on it, but sometimes I'll see something like, oh, you just sort of look like, like the guy who went to his... Like the men's Who just suddenly had to go to a wedding. Yeah, like they look... I think a lot of men dress like they don't pick out their own clothes. Like they're not in charge of their life. You know? How often do you buy clothes? I only buy clothes when I, when I see something I like. I don't go, I'm going to go buy clothes. All right. I hate to talk about money, but how much, what's the most you've spent on a suit? On a suit? I don't spend that much. The most, uh, first, here's my secret. I never buy any clothes full price. Almost never. Half off. Always. Your secret's also my secret. <laughs> I think it's a lot and of people's everyone secrets. who's listening, secret. No, but like a suit, I mean, I, I probably have spent... I don't think I've ever spent more than 800 bucks maybe on a suit. What about a shirt? Mm, no more than 175 probably. Yeah, like I, I've done that a couple of times, like for a TV thing, but then you just feel like, I feel nervous about having a shirt that costs over $25. No. Because I feel like, oh, I'm going to wash it. It's going to... And then I don't dry clean a shirt. And you don't have to dry. Just cold wash. Cold, even dry. cold wash is a nightmare. No, you just go to the laundromat <laughs> and say, wash this just cold about it. Hang. I just want to wear t-shirts all the time. You never wear t-shirts. I do occasionally. I won't. Rarely. Yesterday, I spent all day in a t-shirt. Just in here, in the apartment? I walked around, got a coffee. Did people see you? People saw you and recognized you. There might you. be, yeah. They're like, oh my God. I. Actually, people have. Not last night, but surprising number of people, when they see me in a t-shirt, will say, I never see you in a t-shirt. Well, that was my first thought. I mean, the two it's two times that's happened. <laughs> I think of you as a guy who wears button-down shirts. Yeah. That's your thing. So when you... I recognized you. Did I ever tell you this story? Before I knew you. Before I was oh, even... this is going to be good. This is a good... We'll have to move this to the front. Yeah. yeah. This could be the cold open. <laughs> um, I remember when, like 10 years ago, before I was got into comedy, anything, just new kid in town, walking down a street in the East Village... Saw Todd Berry. Really? And I was like, there goes and you're like, a really, I, 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 there yeah. goes a really famous guy. Yeah. You were wearing a green shirt, green button down shirt. A green button? I bet I could pick it out of your I probably right still now. have it. It's probably one of those shirts that I keep on a hanger, even though I haven't worn it for 11 years, yeah. while the shirts I do wear are stacked up on my dresser. Because <laughs> I don't want to move 
Oh god, yeah. what's my problem? No, I think it's good to have stuff in rotation. You know, then so, take stuff out of rotation for a few years. You get a new shirt. Do you now? Do you ever trade in your? Do you ever sell your suits or donate them? No. So you hold on to them. I mean, I give them to people. You give them to you? my cousin. Can I have one? Yeah. I mean, but it won't fit. But I just on you principle, can get I get it tailored. You can't just take any suit and tailor it to fit someone, can you? you probably could. I mean, you're, I mean, how tall are you? Like six feet. If I you're six feet, if I okay. really go for it. Well, you're like six inches taller than me. Hey, you just get it tailored. Uh, you're not gonna. You might just might have to buy me a suit. I'll buy you. A, I'll buy you a suit. No, well, I mean, there's some suits that I bought that I that I it was a rash decision and I regret buying it. And those suits I'll get rid of. Or sometimes suits gets worn out from dancing around. How many days a week? Maybe we're staying on the suit thing too long. Maybe, yeah. I'm sure someone will let me know. Will you edit this down to just all, all killer, no filler? Probably. No. I, that's what I'm supposed to do, but I won't In do theory. That. I send it to someone and I go, I think it's good. And, yeah. And then they do whatever they need to do. What is this, part of a podcasting network? Yeah, Feral, Feral Audio. Audio. Very yeah. reputable. They're good, yeah. I've done a few podcasts on their network. Very good podcasts. They're going to love this mid-podcast plug. Yeah, I mean, the, the, what, uh, this feels terrible. That's on Feral Audio. Who's, who's is that? Um, Aaron McGaffey. Yeah. Fun? Yeah. Maybe I'll do it. Yeah, you should. And then uh, Steve Agee's, right? Are you still doing your podcast? Yeah. How often do you do it? I've been trying to do it every week, but then I got sort of bogged down with a few things. Yeah, I'm starting to, um, I'm starting to worry like I'm going to hit a wall. Well, yeah, it gets a little tricky, especially I think the key is to, you know, well, you're having a call, you have another guest coming over. Yeah, I'm going to be doing another one later on. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's Paul McCartney. the key. Paul McCartney. Have you ever met Paul McCartney? No, have you? No. You want to hear... Uh, I do want to hear anything I have a got. good Paul McCartney story. <laughs> so this is... Uh, okay, one... My friend told me this story told to him by a bandmate of Paul, Martin, Paul McCartney's guitar player. So so this is not a true story is what you're about. Absolutely 100% <laughs> true story. There's like story. 18 levels past where you know it's bullshit. No, it's totally a true story. Okay, go ahead. So because... My friend told it to me, and he is a musician, and he's friends with this. He knows Paul McCartney's guitar player, right? Yeah, well, maybe... I, okay. But he didn't tell the story. His bandmate told him the story. So yeah, that's, like that's where it gets shaky. I, I would like to think it's true. Cause like, it's, if he heard it from... But go ahead. Let's hear the story. I'll let you know if it's a true story or not. So they're in L.A., and the guy, the guitar player, lives there, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to look at how Paul McCartney's there, and he's got time to kill. And he's like, oh, do you mind if I go with you? So I was like, well, yeah, sure. To go look at a house? Yeah, in Pasadena, like a two-bedroom house. Like, you know, okay. just like a regular person's house. Right, where you and, don't expect Paul McCartney to walk in. Right, yeah, I can't. I didn't even ask, like, what do the realtors say when Paul McCartney was, like, hanging out? And so, apparently, he checks out the house. They walk out, and and Paul McCartney's like, oh, what would you, what'd you think of the house? And he's like, oh, I really like it. I don't know the money, you know. It's very nice, though. And he's like, oh. Um, he's like, well, are you Paul McCartney's guitar player? And he's like, um, well, I don't know, I'm in your band. And he's like, I said, are you Paul McCartney's guitar player? He's like, well, I play guitar with you. I mean, I don't, like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, you're a guitar player. And he's like, I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you Paul McCartney's guitar player? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right. And he wrote a check and paid for the house. Hmm people what do you think of that story sounds pretty it, good uh, it sounds possible i can't say it's not true i it would like a good for story. it to be true it is a good story i mean it's, it wouldn't be well the idea that paul mccartney keeps checks on him is a little weird <laughs> well, okay. a little plastic covered checkbook maybe it didn't happen yeah that way he, well, he, but he maybe he was like i'm gonna pay for it I don't know. But I like the idea of him whipping out a check. I like the idea that he's just so bored that he's like, what are you doing? I'm going to go. I'm just going to look at his house. Uh, can I come with you? Yeah. I was just sitting home checking my email. <laughs> um, wow. Do you think that's a true story? I would like for it to be but true. But then he's got to buy one. Then that guy can't tell that story to, like, the drummer. I was like, fine, I just paid my way. I just bought a house out of my own. I am Paul well. McCartney's drummer. <laughs> I'll say at first guess I'll get it. Maybe. I won't fight you on it. I don't know. I mean, he could probably just go 
I don't know. But that's not, you can't just, then you're not going to say anything like, hey, Paul, you got to buy me a house, too. I, I would, using his logic of, I'm in your band, you buy me a house, that's basically what he's saying. Yeah. So I'm sure he's, it, it sounds like he's probably Even like guy. the percussion dude should get, like, a car. He should get a car or, like, a really good dirt bike. Oh, I forgot to tell you, at the end, Paul McCartney was like, don't tell the other guys. Is that true? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like you. I like you the best. The I best. wish I did accents better. That would have. No, your your accent work is pretty good. It's weird that I can't do accents. Like I don't know. When I but was you switched do... your Paul McCartney accent changed, like from the first time. It went from posh to Cockney. Is Liverpudlian accent? I think. Or I think maybe not. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Wow. Um. You're friends with Moby also. Mm-hmm. You were in a band with him. What happened? I think we're on hiatus. What was it? Ultra Diamond? Diamond Snake. Diamond Snake. I like Ultra Diamond. I, no, that's Ultra pretty Diamond, good, I actually. think. That, oh, no. Super Diamond is the Neil Diamond tribute. Oh, yeah. But Ultra Diamond Snake. Diamond Snake. I saw you guys. I was like... You were I was, like, that's awesome. I mean, I expected you to be good. But, you but didn't. I didn't realize. I thought it would be more of a goof of band and maybe a little sloppier in a good way. No, but we but came, it was tight in a good way. It was like, holy shit, these look like they rehearsed. Like, how do you learn 50, fifteen songs like that? You just play them. Oh, that was the first time I ever saw you play. You couldn't probably lost your mind. It was good. No, it was at uh, Mercury Lounge, was small it? place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh? Wait, that was when Nash Cato was in the band, right? I believe he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Nash Cato from... I think he was in the band. ...filled in a few times. Did, um... How many shows did you guys do? I would say... Maybe ten. We recorded an album. I don't know why it hasn't come out yet. It's good. You recorded an album that they haven't put out? Diamond Snake, yeah. Why doesn't he just put it out? Um... I, I, I don't know. I should email them and ask them... Well, ask the guys why don't Say, we hey, Moby, out? why don't you press up a thousand of these? I think it's doable. I mean, he's got other things going. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He's got, an, I think he has a new album coming out, a new Moby album. Side projects are where it's at. Yeah, it's hot. I mean, you know, you get me and Moby in a band together, then you're cooking with gas. Where did you do your shows with him? We played, our first show was at Highline ballroom our debut show i like that place yeah we show, well, no the first we actually played at my cousin's bar first bar nine we practiced there where's that unannounced, West Village? unannounced yeah 53rd and 9th okay i've heard of that so we played there and then i think the next night we did highline ballroom we played pianos as a trio without moby we played the rock bar in park slope without moby as a trio we played mercury lounge with nash cato we played Bell House with Nash Cato, and we played Dragonfly in L.A. And I think, how many shows is that? That's I didn't count. Ten, I'm it? not going to lie, I didn't count. And then we were going to do a U.K. tour, and then we canceled it, and that sort of... Why did you cancel it? It was, I don't know. It just seemed like... Would you have liked to tour with them? In theory, yeah, I would have liked to, but I don't really like um, touring that much. No. That was I mean, going to be I, my next question. I do. I, in a way, I like, really like it, but it kind of stresses me out a little bit. Well, it's, it's more stressful than some people might realize. Well, it's a lot of sitting around doing nothing. I know. And I don't like to sit around doing nothing. People who don't tour must really empathize with it. Oh, man, you poor thing. You have, all, you have free time. Luxury problems. Oh, you can do whatever you want? That must be, that must be terrible. Well. So, do you like touring as a comedian? Yeah. I mean, I think that's more fun because, well, I don't know. I mean, they're both really fun. I, I like, uh, I would say as a comedian, you can, you can see more because it's just you, you're not carrying amps around really. But I think it's more stressful to tour as a comedian because then you have like, if you're thinking like, well, I don't know, you're, you're more, you've been in the you know show business longer. But I, I when I have an hour-long show somewhere, that stresses me out all day. Oh, it still stresses me out. So Because I only have 10 minutes. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. But but if I have a rock show, I'm not really stressed out about it. Because like a rock show, you have like three or four right. of your friends you up there. Just turn your back on the audience. Yeah, and you know. Give them the finger. Yeah, be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, and you just rock out. It's not like you can play the show no matter what you know it's not like comedy where you 
it's kind of, you know, it's a lot more work to do comedy, I think. It is. When's, have you, what's your longest comedy tour? Have you, you kind of just go in and out. You don't really, you haven't done like a... I don't go out and do the, not like you do. You're not, not a comedian, like, right? Not a comedian. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I... <laughs> what do you tell people if they ask that, you what you do and you don't want to... When I don't want to tell... Don't want to lie. Like When I don't want to lie? Yeah. Why, would it be lying to say I'm a comedian? No, no, no. Like, well, I'm saying like, like... No, no, no. I'm saying like sometimes... Podcast. No, no, you misunderstood. <laughs> like sometimes you're on a plane... And oh, I don't lie. Oh, you're saying you don't want to get in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it, I get it. Like, I if just you're say, someone you want to be full on... I say I'm a writer, usually, if I, uh, I'm hoping that that will not... I always, I, I've never lied, but I think I want to start lying about that. Or, or find a, a, a less interesting way to describe comedian. Um, a humorist? No, then the, oh, that might, that's definitely humorist. less interesting. I'm a humorist. It's humorist just means you do comedy on public radio, I think. But, um, no, I, I just say if I don't want people to talk about it too much, I say I'm a writer, but then, but then the next question is, what do you write? And I'm like, well, that's when you go, I had a book published. Very popular book. Writing on a second book now. Are you writing a second book? Yeah. Your first book was called Tasteful, Tasteful Nudes. Nudes. Still never gave me a copy. Are you serious? Still, yeah. And every okay, time we have that's this conversation. ridiculous. And I'd probably say that. I should have brought one yep. over today. I know. I just got some more in the mail. I'll bring one. You're in it. I know. Like, in it or just thank in you? In the acknowledgments. Because I helped you so much with that book. You did. You you were a lot. I guess not enough to earn a free comp copy. Well, you'll, no, you'll get it. I'll write the address down when I leave. Or you can give me a, is there a code for Kindle? Like I can just Kindle it? I can send you a PDF. But you can't send it to anybody. Oh, really? I could leak it. You could leak it. No, nah, I'd rather have the book. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. It's got a nice cover. And but, that was uh, sort of a memoir. That was a bunch of essays. I don't really think of it as a memoir. Because it's like, I don't know. Were they personal essays? Yeah, deeply personal. So it's sort of memoir-ish. Yeah, but it's not like... I don't know. I think of it more just as a collection of essays. I don't think it's like... I don't know. I mean, not... not. I think so many books now are like, Hey, I'm a privileged white guy from the suburbs. This is my crazy life. <laughs> you know? Really? Well, well, I'm not saying every book is that I way, but I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, that's the reality. Uh, I don't think lot Asian of, Cooking for Dummies is that book that you just... I'm not saying every book, but I'm saying like... You said every a, single book. Okay, every book that's written by everyone <laughs> I just, know. I'm, I'm, I'm busting balls. <laughs> I'm busting balls. Did, um... So what's your second book? It's going to be about my life as a privileged white guy. <laughs> it's going to be exactly... It's going to be just what I told you. It's I about my life as a guy with no real problems. Is that true? No. Um, <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, I'm trying... I'm figuring it out now. What so you already have a deal to do another book? Yeah. How do you get all these books? Why can't I get a book deal, man? I've had well, people ask me, is it because I don't have an idea for a book? I don't think that should be a roadblock. I, I feel like you're big enough celebrity that someone would just give you know, a book I, deal. Without, I just don't want to be a jerk. Without like, any, like, telling shit about what you're going to write. Yeah. See, I just feel like if I were a real writer and, so, and I was listening to this, I'd be like, wow, that entitled asshole. Yeah, I would. But having that. said that, someone should give me 100K. At just least. for me to go, I might write a book with you guys. 100K. I don't disagree with that. Jim Gaffigan just got a seven-figure deal for his next book. I really? Read, I read that. Seven figures? That's a lot of money. That's that's over a million dollars. Yeah. I believe that. Holy he shit. Man, did he promote that book hard, though. Like, yeah. I mean, in a good way. Like, he was airport. on it. Mm-hmm. Like, he went everywhere. He did book events. Yeah. Like, all over, it seemed. Yeah. His book's funny, though. I read... He came. He gave me a twenty-nine page excerpt of it. Oh, really? Like a sample, print and, and was sample. like, "What do and you I, think of this?" Well, it was it was before he did this podcast. He did this podcast as well. Really? How yeah. do? You, what is your criteria for picking guests? Uh, I look in my phone phone book. <laughs> I go, "Who will say yes?" And that's then a, I, I that's send them a text. That's pretty much what I do. You send them a text. Do you have Jim McGaffigan's number? I do. Oh man! And at the end text. of the show, I'll be giving it out. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan's home who's number. Who's the best? Who's the best? You have. Who's the best phone number you have? 
Who's I know this is a very common game among the most famous show person? business people. Not necessarily the most famous, but who's the best number that you have? <laughs> There's a difference. What is the difference? Like one that's going to go, ooh, that's a good one. Is a, but it's so it seems like the same question. No. I don't want someone stealing my phone now. No. Well, you don't put celebrity names in with a code? I should, right? Like based on like, oh, uh... Like Felicia a, Rashad loves pizza, pizza lady, right, or, or whatever, or unfunny, and then it's Louis C.K.'s number. <laughs> do not answer. It's Louis C.K.'s number. <laughs> Who do you have? Let me guess some of your numbers you have. You ready? Okay, I have some just good, based I have on some really good ones. Yeah, I'm being classy about it, not name dropping. But you wanted to get into this. I'm going to say I don't you think have it's name dropping. I know it's no. We're in show business. Yeah, we know. I mean, people. these are just. It'd be like, hey, who did you have lunch with? It'd be yesterday. like if Paul McCartney had Mick Jagger's phone number. Yeah, go, not a name dropper. Yeah, exactly. you guys are in the same business. Yeah, you know this. This is the only name that I think is name dropping. I hate when people refer to a celebrity by just their first name, right. like like they're familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Like I'll, I always use the last name. To, to distance myself. Yeah. To admit, and also to make, make sure that people know that you know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So let me guess some of yours. I'm going to say you have Dick Cabot's number. Yeah, I got it. I'm going to say you have Gordon Gano's number. I do. From the Violent Femmes. Mm-hmm. Everyone under 40 just went bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> they're now gone. Uh, Moby. Yeah. I got that. Um, See, no, it's not a numbers game. Now you're like rattling off. Oh, I did. It was a numbers game. It's a it's a numbers Liter- game in every sense of the word. Yeah, it is. No, I was just looking for one, like one, like oh, right. wow, what's your best one? Uh, I think Boy George, probably. Really? Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty good one. How did you? Uh, We're friends. I know, but how do you end up going? Hey, boy, I should get your number. He's he, funny though, right? He's really. I've funny. seen him interviewed. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. I think he's really smart. Uh, I, I've actually, if you watch, there's so many like him on Letterman when Culture Club were at the peak of their powers, when, and when he's like 22 years old. Him uh-huh. and Letterman are some of the best interviews ever on. Letterman. You ever see Icky Pop on Letterman? Like the no. old Letterman's really funny, really smart, and funny. Oh, you gotta um, watch that. But yeah, Boy George is funny. Yeah, he's a funny dude. And you can tell that David Letterman really likes him. How did you uh, meet Boy George? I met him uh, through some friends here in town. The Game Mafia. Kajagugu? <laughs> <laughs> I met them through Lamal from Kajagugu. <laughs> wow, that's I know, a good... Uh, I know who Lamal Not a lot of people could pull that name um, on that. So you met him through friends? Mm-hmm. I want to hear the whole story. Uh, I met him through friends here in New York when he was living here doing that play musical and then I was in London and I I wrote him and I was like hey do you want to do my podcast and he said yeah so, so that was like your first contact was do you want to do my podcast no I, w- I had seen him around like at parties and things and been like hey man what's up yeah always nice always nice yeah he's a sweetheart he was arrested a few times in New York, huh? Yeah, he likes to have fun, I guess. But he's <laughs> um, he's actually he's very healthy now. He lost a ton of weight. He he went on some like raw food diet, and he's like very thin. He must he must have a ton of money still, right? I imagine so. I mean, he business. was in one of the biggest bands in the world uh, in the history. What of does music. he do now? He DJs. He DJs, and and then I think Culture Club are doing a reunion tour. Really? They have the hits. They have a lot of hits. They How many hits do they have? Like six? Okay. Here we do go. Do you really want to hurt me? One hit. Uh, time, that time one. Time, that's a good great one. song. Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon, I'll Tumble For You. That's four. Church of the Poison Mind. Oh my, that was them? I Miss that Me. Was oh my God. And that's six right there. Um... I would say those are the big ones. That's weird, because like some of these people, you know they've had hits, but then you start counting them. And you're like, wow, they've had a lot of hits. I think that's the test Six of... Six hits is a lot. ...of a, of a you know, whenever they're like, oh, like, I mean, any, I would say anytime, if someone's been touring for like 
30 years, 40 years, or whatever, no matter who it is, whether you like them or not, you should go. Because you'll see why they've been touring for 40 years. Cause yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and they just break out. Whether you think you know their music or not, you're like, oh, just by being alive, I know every one of these songs. I mean, anyone I've seen, even like from Ozzy Osbourne, the first time I saw him, to like Neil Diamond, to Barry White, like any of those people, like you go and it's like, oh, they're, they just break out the hits. Yeah. Someone took me to see Elton John a few yeah. years ago at Madison Square Garden and it's just, it was two and a half hours, knew every song and yeah. like I own just like one of his albums, but every song. Yeah. But yeah. He didn't go like deep cuts or anything. Tom Petty. Tom Petty's got I a lot saw of Tom Petty last week. Oh, where? In Delaware. Delaware? At yeah. a festival? Firefly Festival. I was working. What were you doing in Delaware? I was uh, at working for Hank's Cheesecake. No. Um, <laughs> I got hired <laughs> I didn't to... get that one. Well, it's a very inside joke. Um, I was hosting a tent for Spin and Brooklyn Vegan. I would just get on stage and be like, all right, who's partying today? And uh, then I'd just collect my money. And Petty played there? Yeah. Did you... How was that? I saw him... I've he seen was him. awesome. Uh, I saw him twice in Florida like over 30 years ago. Oh. I saw him with Tommy Two-Tone open for him. This was... Oh, 867530. Yes. That's when they had a hit. So whenever that was, wow. they opened for Tom Petty. I saw them once with Nick Lowe opening. Whoa. Yeah, that that's was, a that was cool double Nick bill. Nick Lowe's great. Um, but yeah, I love Tom Petty. He's great. He, he broke out the hits. Maybe played like... You know, it was interesting, though, because it was this festival of, like, a lot of young people, and uh, he played Woman in Love, which I think of as a huge Tom Petty hit. You could feel the audience kind of be, like, disconnecting. Oh, what's he doing? A new song? Yeah, what is this? He wrote a new song? He's do he wants to do it live? Yeah. Like, you could tell that people were like, oh, I don't really know this one. I was like, what? Yeah, he was just at the Beacon Theater for like five nights. That's what I heard. I'm I and I think he went, that. I went, think he went deeper cuts on those. Yeah. I heard he did. I wonder if he gets, Poon? I should ask him. No. Poon? I wonder if he gets like, Have you ever met of Tom their Petty? songs, no. Have you met him? No. He seems like a guy who is not, uh, he's sort of like royalty in a way, rock royal. Like, I would think so. I don't know that you're going to see him at like Costco. Maybe, though. I don't know. Well, who am I to say that he is going to get out there? Yeah. His I'd hand was messed up. He punched a wall, you know, all this Yeah, that was a I long think time it's ago. like coming back to haunt him. That His was, hand was shaking was the like whole time. like 35 years ago that he punched that wall. Did yeah. you see the documentary on him? No. There's a four-hour Tom Petty documentary. That's not long enough. No, but it was not... Not a boring second in it. Really? Yeah, Peter Bogdanovich. I saw it on the Sundance Channel. It might be a, maybe it's on Netflix. They played all four hours. Yeah, and I watched it in chunks. Holy shit! <laughs> I didn't sit through all four hours. Did you just watch the Eagles documentary? I watched part of it. That was really good. Yeah, I watched. I think the they whole get a bad thing. rap. I think they've had a lot of good songs. Well, they're a good example. Those guys. I mean, am I wrong that they had some good songs? They have great songs. Yeah, like, I think I like if you laugh at them, it's like. Well, I think if you just dismiss them as, like, light rock or whatever, well, then... I guess I like light rock, then, because I like... Oh, well, there's, there's great, some really great songs, songs. There's great guitar playing, great singing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's some songs I don't really want to But that to was hear, a good but... documentary. Yeah. And, you know, it's a great documentary. The Rush documentary. Really? Fantastic. I haven't seen that. It's called Beyond the Lighted Stage, one of the best music documentaries I've ever seen. Do you like Rush? I'm not even, like, a huge fan, but you get a new... I'm not a... No, I can't say I'm a fan at all, but... You get a really huge respect for them after you see this. I did. I want to see it. I bet Not that I, I hated them, but it was like, wow, this is real. They're like the real deal. Yeah. They bring a lot. I've never been big into them. I've always thought of them as like... I just like that they exist. Like, yeah. wow, I like that a band made a 21-minute song after their record company told them to, you know... Rain it in or something. Yeah. Like, you know, we're going to release 21 minutes <laughs> or something. And they just do it and then, then they become huge. Yeah. Um, they're the best at being Rush. Yeah. Without question. And they're like way funnier and much more easygoing than you might think. Oh, really? Yeah. They're not like. Oh, wow. What were we just talking about? Documentaries. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. So did you... Who else did you see at that festival? Um, this is really bad, but I didn't really see 
I saw he's my brother, she's my sister. Do you know them? I th- am I getting that name right? I think that's what they're called. It might be they might be called she's my sister. I think it's he's my brother, she's my sister. But they were really good. I like them. But you know, most of the bands at this thing were like and they're kind of in that ballpark, but I feel like they're they're better than that. Um there's a lot of those beardy Vest stompy banjo bands. Oh, like uh, like Mumford and Sons. Yeah, bullshit. Like it's eighteen nineties or something. I noticed I that, that on that the last sh- Grammy Awards, there were a lot of bands where the drummer had like a snare drum and a. I fucking hate that. I hate that. And a little cymbal or something. If the songs are like good, catchy songs, I'm into it. But most of them are like this fake. I think it's like the new Bon Jovi because I think it's it's disingenuous music that's it's just uh sort of putting this like stylized it's just completely stylized and it's just meant to like sort of oh you know like the avid brothers and that bullshit yeah i saw them once at a festival that's like for chicks that's (laughs) all it is you hear that ladies that well fine i mean if they like it that's fine but i just think it's not for dudes i like music for dudes because i'm a dude you like Rock. Well, I like I like a bunch of kinds of music, but I like to rock out. Like Tom Petty. I love Tom Petty. He's great, and he has songs and they had guitar solos. Every most of this the this festival. There's like three categories. There's the the beardy stompy bands. Like some of these bands looked Amish or something, and then there's the bands that are like, you know, they're just a, a laptop basically. And that, some of that's good, but I'm nothing against that. But it's you they're know. the stand-up comics of bands because they travel light. Yeah, but they and just they put it on, track. and then some guys dancing around. That's amazing because I've done festivals where they have like the techno tent or whatever it is, yes. the dance tent, and some dude uh, from Finland or something shows yeah, up and there, they're just like oh and man, crowds going ape shit. Yeah, like losing their minds over this. Yeah, probably because they're and he can go take up, a piss and it would sound yeah, yeah. And then there's the bands. <laughs> That are like more traditional, like guitar, bass, and drums, but they all wear their guitars up really high, and they play like, dink ba dink dink, and like they don't like they're playing like their moms are waiting for them in the parking lot with like the vans run, the yeah. minivan still running, like they play like they don't know how to fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I didn't know really. I re- I didn't realize you were this much of a macho man. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, um, I think I think rock music, regardless of the. Of the genre, really, should, should like anything, like any kind of, uh, um, there, there should be a subtext of hot fucking going on, you know? Whether it's, like, guitar rock or, like, you know, the Supremes. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Do you, um, so did we find out what your other book is about? No, well, there's gonna be, I just, I was just in Mexico. That's going to be in there. I was in... I forgot to kind of talk about that. Tell me about Mexico. I was in Mexico. And then I'll send you home. Really, you've had it? How am I doing? Like You're doing guess, great. As, You're doing as great. As I'm just trying to... I feel like I don't know how to end these podcasts. And then, you know, it You're just like, sounds like wow. I'm suddenly like, whoa, we, are, we cut the guy off. We are just so now I'm sort of, out of time. Now I'm, sort of, I'm trying to I'm just worried that I'm in the comments section, people will be like, oh, oh yeah, man, Todd, you no, really blew people. that. Now, I've gotten, why Jeff I got four and a half stars on that. Really? On iTunes so far. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. No, but what if you were like, oh, man, Dave sucked. So, but, you know, that makes... That I just, gotta live with that. That makes you more dangerous. I know. When did you say you went to Mexico? I was just in Mexico. I forgot. That was... I really buried the lead on this one. <laughs> I went to Mexican prisons. My friend is a priest in northern Mexico, which is like the very murdery, uh, rapey Mexico. Uh-huh. Which is to say most of Mexico. Um, and... So I went down and visited him, and we went to women's prison, men's prison, and I and he said mass, and then I played guitar with inmates and stuff, and uh, and then while I was there, he got he a few weeks before before he he before I got there, some inmates like thirty of them got let out early from this prison, and. And he took like six of them into his house. They had nowhere to go. Because I mean, <laughs> what does he do for them again? He's a priest. Oh, he's a priest. Okay. So he's a priest in the community, and then the, the local prisons. And, and he's your friend. 
friend, yeah. Huh. I mean, he's a little, he's an older dude. He's like, he's 60. Yeah. But he, um, he, so he does, so I went down and I hung out with him. And then, so he took these inmates, because these guys, they let him out of prison. It's not like, hey, you're going to be getting out next week. They're like, hey, get your stuff, you're out. <laughs> oh, like, so right it's now. like very short notice. So these guys, a lot of them don't have anywhere to go. So he took a bunch of them in. Four of them scattered pretty quickly. And then right before I left, of the two that were remaining, one he kicked out for bring prostitutes home, having, like, parties all the time. He brought a puppy home. All this, like, fun stuff, mostly. But then he stole, like, a bunch of money also. And that was, like, sort of the last straw. I think you should have forgiven him for bringing that puppy home. I know. That puppy well, must be ridiculous, My right? friend already had a dog. So he actually had like, hey, you just got out of prison. Why don't you stay at my place for a few days yeah. to get your act together? Yeah, that's beyond like nice and compassionate. He, that's well, just yeah, he's a bananas. great, great guy. So you went down there for how long? And so you were staying there while these prisoners were staying there. Well, the one had just been kicked out. Yeah. So then another dude was there. This guy Hoel, who didn't speak English, and then. His other friend, Gustavo, who spoke English. So, while I was there, though, we're all, like, hanging out with chicken beers. And Joel gets a phone call from the guy that got kicked out. And was like, he comes back. And I'm like, oh, what's Joel talking about? He seems kind of upset, you know? <laughs> like, oh, well, the other guy uh, called and said if he doesn't give him. 300 pesos which is like nothing it's like 25 bucks but for, it's a very poor area yeah this guy makes 60 bucks a week so it's a uh-huh. fuckload of money he's like if you don't give me this money I'm going to come to the house and murder my friend and this other dude that was staying there and then presumably me because I'm there you know and then so I was kind of like oh uh, was he going to pay him? <laughs> and they're like, no, fuck that. And I'm like, well, you don't think... Uh, I'm like, I- I'll pay him. I'm just on yeah, vacation. I'll get, here's here's I'll 400 pesos. <laughs> Keep like, the chain. I'll give you the money. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't give him the money because it's just going to show him like, that this sort of thing works. you know. And I'm like, well, I think it's pretty effective. Uh, so then they're just like, no. And then the other guy's like, you know, don't give him money. Yeah, I'm not going to give him the money. You know why? I'm like, why? And I'm like, because I'm not afraid to die. And I'm like, I'm, I got hang-ups about it. Like, you know. <laughs> I, as your out-of-town guest, I'm afraid to die. <laughs> that wasn't the priest who said that, right? It was the guy who... It was the other guy who said that. But they are both like, no, no, no. We're not giving them the money. Forget it. And then, so then I'm, they're like, well... And I'm like, well, what does Hawel think? And they're like, well, he's freaking out. And I was like, well, and then I was like, well, if you guys aren't freaked out, I'm like, yeah, I guess if he doesn't have this, even that much money, where is he going to get a gun to come kill kill everybody? And uh, my friend Bob's like, oh, well, this is Mexico. He's not going to use a gun. He'll just use a machete. Like, it's more, oh. it's more like what they do to, like, make a statement, you know, chop oh. your head off and stuff. So, and then it occurs to me that Bob has given me his room to stay in while I'm there. So I'm like, Bob, you know, if this guy does come over, like... Odds are he's going to look in your room first when he starts murdering. And I'm going to be sleeping in there. And so he'll probably... I love that you think you could sleep under these circumstances. <laughs> I'll be really peacefully asleep waiting for <laughs> Knowing a guy with a machete is on his way over. <laughs> so Bob's like, yeah, yeah, that's hypothetically what would happen. But, you know, it's not going to happen. But uh, So I slept with the window shut that night. Why didn't you just... Uh, are there hotels in that area? Yeah, but... I think it would be hotel time for me. I don't know. They're like, hey, it's fun getting together. So how long were you there? Uh, for like four days. I've never been to Mexico. Um, it's Can I like stay Mexican your food? I do love Mexico. Oh, food. you love Mexico. How was the food? The food was great. It was. Did you get sick? I know it's a classic question. No, and I mean I didn't drink any water other than to brush my teeth was the only time. But he said no one drinks the water there. Like he said. Aside from shitting your pants or whatever, he said that it it's the water so bad you would pass a stone if you drank it regularly. Oh. So he said no one drinks it. Wow. So you got out of there safe. The guy never came back. The next day. So the, the night. Oh, my friend got machete. Anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your podcast. <laughs> no, I shut the window that night, even though it was really hot. 
because I was like, well, I guess uh, at least I'll hear him trying to break in and I can get a head start running for my life um, when the machete-wielding maniac comes over. And um, but then the next day, he paid... Um, the guy showed up at, at the other dude's work and was like, give me the money. And he brought, like, some muscle with him, another dude. And he was like, give me the money or I'm going to go murder your friends tonight. And so he's like, all right. He gave him the money. Did he own the money or was he just shaking him down? Uh, the money... No, he didn't own the money. The money he... he the money he claimed that was owed to him was money he had stolen from my friend and then bought beer for the two of them. So he said, I paid for beer with this stolen money. You owe me half the money. But the money he stole? Was from well, the, guy the priest. Who oh, from the priest. Yeah, so... I bought beers that night, though. The, the night once it, the night that I found out he paid, paid him off and... I've sprung for beers that, that was nice. It was what cool was to me. Like, how many? How much does a beer cost? Six, sixty cents. No, I don't know. It was probably I don't know. I bought a couple six packs. It was not that expensive. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're all right. Yeah. I would have. Uh, I would have gone to a nice boutique hotel nearby. They had a very nice boutique hotel, Kimpton, and do they really? No. Oh, man. <laughs> no. I got all excited when you no, said No, they, they don't. There's not. They don't have touristy stuff there. They have hotels and stuff, but I was the only. Besides my friend, I was the only white guy I saw the whole time. There's like, it's just. It's not. People don't go there to be like, hey, I'm gonna go hang right. out. It's. It's like my friend said. I was. I'm the. I was the first person to ever come visit him. In 20 years. Well, if they hear this podcast, you'll be the last. <laughs> I don't know why I go into that DJ voice. That's a good voice. Uh, all right, but yeah, Dave. So that was a fun trip. That sounds like a crazy trip. I won't yeah. be going to that particular city in Mexico if I go. Well, I would say the food The food was good, but um, I think it's good to do stuff the like that. The food will be great at the spa that I go to. Yeah. After I get a hot stone massage. Well, when you do stuff like that, it's... I think it's nice. To, I would not that I want to be in a situation where I think a machete wielding maniac might come kill me in my sleep, but it's nice to feel that way, if only for a few days. I know it makes you feel a little alive. Like, all right, I did something gritty. No, well, I mean, there's that, but it makes you like it. it makes your real problems seem like, oh, yeah, why yeah. can't I? Why is it taking so long to get my Twitter follower account up? Oh shit! You know, you reminded me. <laughs> what is going on with that? What is your Twitter handle since that? Oh, Mr. Dave Hill. Mr. Dave, Dave Hill. Hill. Uh, yeah. DaveHillOnline.com. That's right. Anything else you want to plug? My book, Tasteful News. Tasteful News. And the exciting follow-up that I... And the exciting follow-up yet to be titled, or maybe not, but you can't talk about it now. No, I mean... I've, When's it coming out? In theory next year, but I have to get typing a lot faster for that to happen. Well, thanks you for being here first. It might be next year. Yeah. Thanks for being on my show, Dave. Thanks for having me. I, I did all right. Yeah, you did good. Oh, thanks, man. I'll have you back when I start doing repeats. Oh, sweet. I'm not going to be doing repeats. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Goodbye. All right. Hope you enjoyed my chat with Dave Hill. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry. There's ToddBerry.com. Upcoming tour dates for me, July 10th through 13th at Caroline's in New York City. Use code TODDB to save $10 on Wednesday and Thursday. Then July 21st through 28th, maybe not all those days, I'll be in Montreal at the Just for Laughs Festival. Check me out there, doing a lot of shows there. Go to feralaudio.com. They put on this podcast. Also, if you like it, you can rate it and review it on iTunes if you like but you don't have to do that but you know you don't have to do that thanks everyone bye
This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax, participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.